1: To love the God, to fear the flame,
0: and to burn the crowd that has a name, and to right or wrong, and to meek or strong. Oh, what's going on, everybody?
1: It it's another Al Gatulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970, The Answer. Hope everybody's having a good weekend. Um, we got a great show for you tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. A little live there, a little selling the drama. Got a chance to see uh, live acoustically on Friday in uh, Morristown. Uh, great to see uh, Mr. Uh, Kowalchuk and um, his new band. It's basically live in name. He owns the rights to it, I guess. It's sort of a, a similar Queensryche situation. Um, but instead Jeff Tate doesn't own the rights to the name Queensreich. The band actually does. He left the band, came back, uh, basically toured with the original members for a little bit, and then basically dissolved them all, fired them essentially, and he now has a new group. Well, they did an acoustic show in Morristown on Friday night. It was fantastic. Um, I mean, he is the voice of live. It's it's difficult to do. It's, it's like how they had Ripper. Uh, Tim Ripper Owens, who was great when Judas Priest, when when Halford left the band, and he sounded like Halford, which is cool, but it wasn't the same thing. You got Rob Halford. That's Judas Priest. That's just my my opinion on that one. Now, look, coming up in 20 minutes, Jay Friedman, Phil Vondra, uh, they are co-authors of a book called Beer Hiking in New York State. It helps folks that want to hike around New York State find great breweries that are close by to stop in, have a pint or two. Uh, after a long exploration around so many of the great trails the state of New York has to offer. They will both join me on the program. It's a really cool book. Um, looking forward to diving into it a little bit more and maybe seeing some trails um, that I can walk on uh, and get to breweries. And by the way, it's not just not just up in the Adirondacks and the Catskills, but also in New York City as well they have trails. Pretty cool. Uh, of course, Westfield Hops, Saturday, November 11th. We've been talking about it for so long. Uh, tickets are on sale now. westfieldhops.com, Six to nine thirty p.m. at the Westfield Armory. Uh, it's going to be a lot of great craft beer, music, great food, vendors, merchandise. Going to be a lot of fun. I am hoping to be there at the event. It's uh, it's literally eight minutes from my house. I can't not go. It's just too, it's too close to uh, to not go to the event. Now here's something cool about New York uh, that, as usual, New Jersey can't seem to get together. So Governor Hochul uh, last week signed laws to improve alcohol sales for small business owners in New York. Now, listen to this. She signed a package of legislation the Saturday before last uh, that will allow liquor and wine stores to open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. on Sundays. Previously, liquor stores couldn't open until noon on Sundays. Now, the new legislation also extends the duration of a brewer's valid license from one year to three years, which is a big boon. So you get your license, and now you don't have to renew it every year. It's every three years. And for the retail sale of beer on Sundays, I guess... uh, for some, that's you know what we couldn't sell beer until noon on Sundays, but maybe certain breweries couldn't sell beer. I don't know. I don't remember that because I've gone into places on a Sunday and bought beer in New York State. I don't know what what that is. But anyway, uh, the governor said she is proud to modernize the laws governing the sale of alcoholic beverages in New York. I wonder uh, if Governor Murphy will ever, you know, do the right thing by the people of uh, New Jersey. Probably not. By the way, just a quick update. Uh, I had pitched an interview to the governor, uh, to his people. Uh, I was told I'd hear back, crickets. It's been well over a month, crickets. Not a uh, not a single word uh, from the governor's office. Doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, the sustainability-minded team at Vermont Craft Brewery's Lawson's Finest Liquids, proud to announce they've achieved their goal of 100% solar-powered beer and brewery operations. Following a B Corps certification this year, Lawson's Finest is continuing to invest in its commitment to earth-friendly brewing. Uh, This landmark is the culmination of years of thoughtful planning and investment in sustainable energy, which includes the largest solar canopy in Vermont. Sean Lawson says, Brewing Delicious Beer is a resource-intensive art, uh, but we always knew there were better, greener ways to do what we love. We started investing in solar in 2019 with the ultimate goal of going 100% solar, and now we're finally here. So they first installed uh, on the the brewery's roof a solar array back in 2019 that enabled them to tap into renewable energy for their production process. I'm not going to get into all the technical details of it. Um, They have enough power. uh, It supplies enough energy to produce about 2.4 million cans annually of Lawson's finest beers. That's pretty cool. Uh, Their solar initiative, part of a social impact program, or the SIP, as the team fondly refers to the brewery's efforts to support healthy communities, sustainable recreation, and environmental conservation. They have donated more than $2 million of worthwhile environmental clauses and community building efforts since 2018. Lawson's finest solar efforts will help the state achieve its goal of reaching 90% renewable energy by 2050, but sustainability doesn't stop there. Uh, The Lawson's Finest team is dedicated to continuous improvement in the areas of sustainability and community building. Kudos to Lawson's Finest. They make great beer, and now they are 100% solar, which is pretty cool. Uh, Indeed Brewing have announced the release of their new IPA variety pack. It's called Hop Parade. Uh, It includes a range of brews. Uh, From a 3.8% ABV Session IPA dubbed Modern Age to the comeback of Indeed's first ever IPA Let It Ride. Uh, The variety 12-pack now available year-round throughout Wisconsin and Minnesota. So there's Flavor Wave IPA. It's a 6.2% ABV beer uh, brewed with fruity, juicy Centennial, Mosaic, and Citra Hops. It's the grand marshal of their parade, as they call it. Um, The Modern Age Session IPA clocks in at 3.8%. Big on flavor, low in alcohol, they say. It's got Citra, Mosaic, Galaxy, and Strata Hops. Blue Dream Honey IPA at 6.4%, brewed with honey and Simcoe, Altus, and Mosaic hops. I've not heard of Altus hops. Um, That's a hazy. Uh, And then Let It Ride uh, IPA at 6.8%. This is the original IPA brewed brewed with an unfettered blend of Mosaic Calypso and El Dorado hops. They have uh, artwork and cartoon packaging designed by Minneapolis-based artist Chuck Yu in your favorite craft beer aisle, again, in Wisconsin or Minnesota Montauk Brewing, uh, they have announced the launch of Major Wave Chaser Double IPA, a high-octane version of Montauk's best-selling Wave Chaser IPA. Uh, this is a 9.2% by volume uh, ABV IPA, So, and it's available in single 19.2-ounce cans and 15 packs of 19.2-ounce cans, which is interesting. Ty Gilmore, the president of U.S. Beers for Tilray Brand, says, Craft beer drinkers continue to seek out high alcohol and single-serve beers. We're excited to break into these white-hot categories with a hopped-up version of our most popular beer. Major Wave Chaser captures the flavors and aromas that make Wave Chaser such a hit. It's the perfect step up for when the occasion calls for bigger flavors and higher ABV. Uh, Montauk has just uh, arrived in Georgia um, this month. Uh, They'll announce new distribution deals in other major markets later this fall. Tilray, of course, owns a bunch of beers that were originally owned by AB InBev. A uh, full disclosure, I'm a stockholder in Tilray. Um I sort of believe in their uh mission. They're the fifth largest craft brewer in the United States right now. The stock was cheap, I decided to jump in with some shares. Um we'll see what happens. Um but uh you know, they've got some good brands in there. Uh they have uh, what is it? Green Flash I think they have. Uh obviously Montauk. Um I think what else off the top? Of my head. Blue Point uh, Shock Top, which is hysterical. They have Shock Top, but anyway, um, you know they have a bunch of different brands. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens in the near future. Obviously, they've done their work with uh, cannabis, and it's becoming more and more legal uh, in the uh, in this United States, uh, in individual states. So, uh, taking a gamble on that one. And finally, from Ska Brewing, uh, combining the best of all their beer worlds in their latest release, a cold pale. It's a crushable pale ale, crisp, refreshing, now available year-round. It is brewed with lager yeast strains at cold temperatures. Uh, They uh, dry-hopped it then with classic. Uh, They started with Tatang and Columbus hops. Then they jumped in with some spicy citrusy hops. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Uh, No spicy citrusy hops. Tatang and Columbus hops. Then they dry-hopped it with Cascade, Chinook, and Centennial. It's a 5.5% ABV. Um, a beer, again, it's a pale ale, cold pale, available now in cans, six-packs across Ska's national distribution footprint, now on tap at the Brewery World Headquarters in Durango, Colorado. And then finally, uh, Muckraker Beer Maker, as they get closer to their opening of their new space in Vernon, New Jersey, announcements will be coming soon. They decided to throw a spooky little pop-up release party to celebrate with a bunch of new bottles and drafts. So on Saturday, October 28th from 5 to 10 p.m. in the tasting room at Muckraker in Franklin, they're releasing several beers showcasing local ingredients and a fun combination of brewing methods from both the Muckraker and Two Villains brands. All new beers will be available both on tap and in Bottles to Go. They're going to have a full-blown Halloween party as well, uh, prizes for best costume. Uh, Fink's Roadhouse will also be present with a pop-up menu of some delicious barbecue. So again, uh, they'll be releasing what beers are going to be coming out soon, but it's Saturday, October 28th from 5 to 10 p.m. When we come back after a short break, more news and notes from around the beer world on the Al Cattullo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. It's hard, but it's fair. Joe Bonamassa, Blues Deluxe, Volume 2, just out now. Uh, you definitely want to uh, check out uh, this album because it is chock full of um, songs that Joe grew up on and decided to do his own uh, version of. Uh, it is fantastic. He's playing Red Bank, I believe, in February. Uh, at the Count Basie. So if you want to check him out, that is the place uh, to go and check him out. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, Jay Friedman, he is the uh, co-author of a book called Beer Hiking in New York State. Helps folks that want to hike around New York State find great breweries that are close by to stop in and have a pint or two after a long exploration around so many of the great trails that the state of New York has to offer. He'll join me on the program that's coming up in just about 10 minutes from now. Now, Airport travel, a lot of people are doing it more and more lately, um, post-COVID, getting out, Uh, and sometimes when you're at the airport, you know, you want to grab a beer. Um, I normally don't, just because of the fact that you really shouldn't be drinking alcohol before you get on a plane, because it does dehydrate you. Um, Once in a blue moon, I will have one, uh, but not a blue moon. Um, But uh, this study, it's a new report by Finance Buzz, indicates that beer prices can vary, As much as $8 at airports across the country. Now, the caveat here, ladies and gentlemen, it is not craft beer that they're looking at. They're looking at macro beers, the Bud Lights, the Miller Lights, the Coors Lights, in terms of price. At the top of the list, no surprise, it's an airport in the tri-state area. Uh, It's New York's LaGuardia Airport. The average cost for a beer is a whopping $12.33, which is 66% higher than the national average. On the other hand... Portland, Oregon, has the cheapest airport beer for $4.33 per regular serving, followed by Salt Lake City uh, at $5. Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky at $5.32. Charlotte Douglas International Airport at $5.50. And San Antonio is at $5.83. The average cost for a beer across America's 50 busiest airports with $7.42. Travelers, though, should plan to shell out at least $8.30 if they want to brew at any of the 10 most expensive airports in the country. Not surprisingly, 8 of the 10 on the most expensive list sell beer for a full dollar more than the national average. Um, Beer does tend to be more expensive at the busiest airports in the country. And again, I got this from AmericanCraftBeer.com. Six of the 10 airports where beer is most expensive also rank in the top 15 in terms of passenger volume, according to the survey. So that... That's, again, not a surprise here on, on all of this. So um, number one is LaGuardia. Number two is Detroit. Number three is Newark. Number four is Harry Reid in Las Vegas. Number five, JFK. Uh, rounding out the top ten, it's uh, Honolulu, Seattle, San Francisco, Dallas, and Dal- Dallas Love Field, and Dallas Fort Worth. So it, you'll pay anywhere between 12, uh, $12 for a beer at LaGuardia, to uh just a little over eight dollars and uh and a quarter at uh, Dallas Fort Worth. So there you go. Now, um the cheapest, like we said, Portland, Salt Lake City, Cincinnati, Charlotte, San Antonio. Then you got Nashville, Louis Armstrong uh airport in New Orleans, Cleveland, Tampa, and Bradley International Airport in Hartford. Again, there are fewer passengers in those airports, although Tampa's a little bit of a surprise to me. Um, and Nashville has become more of a hub for people a lot of people going there. So, but the the top 10 really doesn't surprise me at all. I would think Honolulu would be up a little bit higher. Um LaGuardia, they just built a new terminal. They have to pay for it. I know there's a whole thing Port Authority had um you know that the, the average cost is around the average cost in the area. Nobody's paying $12 for a Bud Light. I'm sorry. You're paying less than that. Maybe 8. But whatever. Anyway, um so again, they're talking about um You know, Budweiser and Bud Light, Coors, Miller's, that's what they're talking about there, not craft beer. Obviously, if you want a craft beer and you can get uh, plenty of craft beer in Newark Airport, if you look around in the new terminal as well, you're going to be paying a premium price for it. So don't, you know, don't be shocked or have sticker shock when you see beer being that expensive, especially a craft beer uh, in an airport. I know San Diego, there's a stone uh, brewing inside the airport. Never had one. uh, Wondering, and the only reason why I think I have never had one is because I've flown either very early in the morning, or, it's you know later in the afternoon where I'm like I don't feel like having a beer before I get on a flight. That's all. I mean that's just that's just me. What say you? Um, email me or or uh, message me and let me know um, what you pay for a beer when you travel. Be interested to see. Uh, if you're in Atlantic City or heading down to Atlantic City on October 28th and you want to check out a really cool Oktoberfest uh, thing that is going on at Villain and Saint in the Ocean Casino in Atlantic City. Um, they are having an Oktoberfest-inspired food and music uh, afternoon of beer uh, brought to you by Samuel Adams Brewery. It's a multi-course lunch. You're going to have a welcome toast of the Sam Adams Jacko Pumpkin Ale. Then you will have um, a German pizza uh, with smoked bacon and a creme fraiche, uh, which is which is next. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming the Jacko Pumpkin Ale goes with that. Your first course will be a uh, grilled bratwurst curry sauce and fries. Uh, that That's paired up with a Sam Adams Boston Lager. Um, the entree is a slow-roasted pork shank with gherkin pickles and sweet and sour cabbage. That is paired up with the Sam Adams Seasonal Oktoberfest. And then for dessert, you get a uh, yellow jello beer mugs, lemon, sugar, yogurt, and whipped cream, paired up with a Samuel Adams Brewmasters Collection Cherry Wheat Ale uh, at 5.3%. Cherry wheat, uh, which... One of my buddies, one of his more popular favorite beers from Sam Adams, you never see it anymore, so that's kind of cool. So if you got nothing to do and you want to head down to Atlantic City, you can get your tickets. Ocean Casino uh, in Atlantic City. Get your tickets ahead of time. It's uh, I think it's like 35 bucks. It's a really cheap price for a great lunch and uh, beers from uh, Samuel Adams Brewery on October 28th. Pretty cool. By the way, Trogues coming back out with their Holiday Ale again. Yes, that's right. Mad Elf, first released in 2002. 2002, this beer is over 20 years old. It is out again. It's a -a once-a-year holiday ale. Um, Ruby Red Glow, born from five varieties of tree-ripe and cherries, Bing, Lambert, Van, and Royal Anne, contribute a bright and juicy sweetness. Montemorenci uh, adds a touch of tartness. The other key ingredient in Mad Elf, of course, the Pennsylvania honey. Each year, the Hershey, Pennsylvania-based brewery sources 25,000 pounds of local wildflower honey from the Happy Beekeeper in nearby Carlisle, pennsylvania as um chris trogner co-founding brother of the brewery says it's a beer that's become synonymous with the season we like to say that it's not the holidays until you've had your first mad elf it is available in 12 ounce bottles and cans at the brewery throughout pennsylvania right now everywhere else trog's beer is sold over the next few weeks and look for mad elf on draft beginning in mid-november which is really Really cool, and uh, hopefully the good folks from Troja will send me some bad off It's a great beer to have once a year. If you're into cherries, you're into that tartness, it is certainly something that you want to take advantage of. Now, our friends from Stone Brewing, believe me, if I didn't have my high school reunion the night before, this is something I might have wanted to take a flyer on, especially the fact that it coincides right around uh, San Diego Beer Week uh, next month, So on Saturday, November 4th from 6 to 10 p.m. at Stone Brewing World Bistro and Gardens in Escondido, uh, the main hub for Stone, uh, it is their Stone Dark Festival. It's from 6 to 10 p.m. And if you are a fan of darker beers, they're celebrating the After Dark Festival in their gardens. Enjoy a multitude of rare barrel-aged or otherwise dark delights and delicious bites from our kitchen, all culminating in sublime dark beer enjoyment beyond expectation. You don't want to let... This opportunity fade to black, according to Stone. Your $75 ticket includes fifteen three ounce tasters of rare barrel-aged and dark beers from Stone and our friends in the industry, tasty bites from the kitchen, and live entertainment. They have not released the breweries yet. I'm assuming they're going to do that within the next week or so. Um, uh, I would have figured that it would have been out by now, but of course... You know, they're taking their time here. Uh, there are, of course, uh, warnings. They do say pace yourself. Your safety is in everybody's best interest. California law prohibits them to serve any obviously intoxicated guests. And, again, 15 three-ounce tasters. You're talking dark beers. You're talking barrel aged stuff. You're talking stuff that even in a three-ounce pour, you're talking somewhere between 10%, 15%, maybe more. Take it easy because it is, uh, it is a big deal if you're going to be drinking something like that. But it is a 21 and over only uh, event, including non-drinkers. Don't forget your valid photo ID. Again, $75 a ticket just at thestonebrewing.com. Click on the events page. You can purchase your tickets right there. Um, This is Saturday, November 4th from 6 to 10 p.m., $75 a ticket at Stone Brewing World Bistro and Gardens in Escondido. If you have not been to the brewery in San Diego in Escondido. I encourage you to go. It is a great experience. The tour is awesome. Um, you finish with a toast at the end of it, but take advantage of the beer garden in the back because I will tell you the food is fantastic. There are 50 taps, guest taps as well. It's not just stone beer. It is phenomenal. You will not... Disappointed. When we come back after a short break, Jay Friedman, co author of Beer Hiking in New York State, will join me. This is the Algatulow Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Welcome back to the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You know, uh, my next two guests on the program, I have a a, a number of friends who love to drink beer and hike. And uh, two of my friends, uh, dear friends, Kim and Colleen, they both work for... Uh, wet ticket on the side they uh, have day jobs of course but they love to go hiking and they have an instagram account called cracked one at the summit and what they do is they walk and they they hike in various mountains with their dogs and stuff and then they they bring a couple of beers with them in a backpack and they have them and they take pictures of them at the waterfalls and this and that and so um when i saw this next uh, this book uh and i forgot where i saw it i saw it on a website somewhere and i said you know what i gotta get these guys on the program So my next guests, they're co-authors of this new book. It's been out for a few weeks, but it details many different hikes throughout New York State. And at the end of the trail, lo and behold, there is a brewery to drink a beer or three. Now, you can purchase the book. It's called Beer Hiking in New York State via Amazon or wherever you get your books. So let me welcome uh, to the Craft Beer cast both Jay Friedman and Phil Vondrick. Guys, how are you? Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for inviting us on. Oh, absolutely. All right, so um i'm gonna uh, jay i'll start with you here both you and phil vondra you're avid ultra runners now you wouldn't know it by looking at me but uh, back in high school i did run track i was actually in shape i actually looked halfway decent now forget about it um but i i have no idea what an ultra runner is could jay could you explain that for the audience
2: Sure. Yeah. So uh, an ultra, an ultra is short for an ultra marathon. So uh, an ultra runner is someone who runs ultra marathons and technically an ultra marathon is any, uh, any race, any foot race, that's longer than a marathon longer than 26.2 miles. So, uh, you know, that, that uh, includes a a big or or runs a wide gamut of, of distances and, and types of formats. The shortest standard ultra marathon is about 50 kilometers or 31 miles. And then the longest ones go 100 or 200 miles or more. Phil's actually run uh, a race that's uh, over 300 miles long, so uh, it's it's a pretty uh, you know it's a it's a wide variety. Uh,
1: A lot of a lot of uh, hydration and and carbon up is that right, Phil?
3: (laughs) Definitely. I tell you what, I ran across Tennessee in 2020. There's a race across Tennessee. Okay, 314 miles. And I definitely had a couple of beers during that race. It's nice to relax when you're when you're sleeping on a bench in the middle of nowhere. Right. It's nice to chill with a with a beer.
1: Well, there you go. Now, now, Phil and Jay, you're both obviously lovers of beer. And I, I like I mentioned at the top of the interview here, I do have a few friends who do this. They hike and then they, uh, you know, they're sitting on a mountain and they're and they're enjoying uh, the fruits of their labor of you know climbing and whatever with their dogs. Um, was that the thinking behind the book, or did you guys notice trails in New York State that just ended up at a brewery at the end of it?
2: Mm. So, yeah, the, uh, there's definitely a, a big connection between, you know, hiking and, and beer drinking and kind of a common appreciation of both. Um, the book is actually uh, one in a series of books that kind of are popping up from our publisher mm. um, uh, all, all over the country. or I should say, you know, not all over the country, but there are several of them uh, of the sim- similar format. And the publisher uh, actually is a, a European company so they have a couple of european versions there's a beer hiking bavaria uh which sounds really fun yeah um and and a few others but uh so we're we're the fourth u.s based beer hiking book uh all with a similar format with um uh, a trail that uh finishes at or you know within a few miles of a, a craft brewery um so there's there's one in the pacific northwest there's one a great one came out earlier this year in um in for for beer hiking new england mm-hmm. uh so yeah it's, it's a concept that's been around for a few years and and we were lucky enough to get to do the new york version because new york is uh a great place for hiking and for beer
1: yeah and so did the publisher contact you guys or did you reach out to the publisher how i like i'm i'm a little uh, how did this whole thing sort of germinate that it ended up uh writing the book
2: yeah we reached out to them i i knew uh, I had a, a a friend who was working at the time on beer hiking California, mm-hmm. uh, which is yet yet to actually happen. But um, he, I, I, you know, he was telling me about it, and I said, "What a great idea!" And um, he put me in contact with the publisher, reached out to them, and I said, "We'd really love to do beer hiking New York," and they they said, "Great, that was." <laughs> was pretty much it we were off and running
1: that's pretty cool we're talking with jay friedman and phil vondra they're co-authors of a new book it details many different hikes throughout new york state and at the end of the trail usually close by there's a brewery to drink a beer or three you can purchase the book it's called beer hiking in new york state it's via amazon or wherever you get your books we're here on the algotulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer so phil how many hikes are detailed in the book
3: uh there are 33 hikes in the book. Um spread out all throughout New York State ranging from like easy hikes to harder hikes. So you can kind of pick, you know, whatever whatever you like. Gotcha.
1: And and one of the things that I I I really enjoyed is the fact that it's not just centered around New York State and and mountains. You do have a number of trails uh that are in New York City. So um for for one of the ones that's in New York City, Jay, Phil, I don't. I, it doesn't matter who answers the question here. How? Which one was the one in New York City that you got? Or actually, both of you, Jay. I'll start with you, Jay first. What was the trail in New York City that ended up at a brewery that you enjoyed the most?
2: Mm. Um, the first one in the book was a lot of fun. Uh, we start at um, with, with what we call the West Side Stroll, and um, we started it right at Port Authority, which is is. You know nobody's idea of you know your standard trailhead, but no. it's a very easy place for people to get to. Right, and uh, yeah, just kind of headed right over down to the the west side, and, and got to walk on the pedestrian path there, and then picked up a whole bunch of kind of different sites and cool places to hike, like you know Highline, and um, uh, uh, now I'm, I'm forgetting the name of that little park that's right off the west side. Oh, side
1: I know where you're talking the, the the, the new one market. that just opened. Yeah, the new one that just opened up that sort of artificial park that's sitting there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're so like little you know, kind of mushroom up from the water. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right. Very
2: very cool. And right. yeah, there's just so many sites to see there, and then and that one finishes right at uh, Torch and Crown Brewery down in Soho. So yeah. you get a, a a cool flavor of a few different neighborhoods and um, some different uh, some different sites, and you finish at the only craft brewery in Manhattan. So. That's
1: that's true. I love Torch and Crown. They make some great beers. The food is excellent, and they've really done. Uh, great job. And that uh, ends, I mean, you literally end about two blocks from the Holland Tunnel, which is really, really cool. Uh, uh, for, uh, Phil, what was your uh, favorite hike in New York City?
3: Um, I really enjoyed the walk over the Brooklyn Bridge and then down to uh, other half, mm. uh, just down in uh, it's, Carol, uh, it's the end of Carroll Gardens, basically. Yeah. Um, and that was so nice. I mean, Brooklyn Bridge is just, you know, incredibly iconic. We walk along the water for a bit and then you go through a few neighborhoods and you end up at definitely one of my favorite breweries. So I I think that was my favorite. But the West Side Stroll is hard to beat as well. Yeah.
1: We're talking with Jay Friedman and Phil Vondra. They are both co-authors of a new book. It details many different hikes throughout New York State. And at the end of those trails, uh, there's usually a brewery uh, to drink a beer or three. You can purchase the book. It's called Beer Hiking in New York State via Amazon or wherever you get your books. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Guys, were the breweries that you visited helpful with the crafting of the book? Or did they know about the book when you guys were doing these things?
2: Um. In some cases we told them and in some we didn't uh you know that everyone was helpful helpful and friendly um when we told them what was going on mm-hmm. um but uh yeah you know sometimes I feel like we wanted to just keep it a little bit of you know kind of not to call it too much attention to it just so we got the the real feel of what it was like to just you know show up and sure. talk to people just like regular customers right. so um yeah but everyone was you know regardless of of whether we told them we were writing the book or not um you know it, the the bartenders and and the brewers that we spoke to were all really knowledgeable and 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 really helpful uh, there was one there was one um actually uh brewery up in Saratoga where I had done a hike and was talking to the bartender and she actually turned me on to a similar hike, but one that that started right from the bar
0: um
2: wow. right from the brewery so uh i it was you know we got to learn some stuff just to, even about the hiking from the brewers. So that was pretty cool.
1: That is pretty cool. Um, now, uh, one of the other things, it would, which I think is remarkable, and I'm assuming that you guys have done this, and I don't know if you have or not. There's a great brewery in the Catskill Mountains um, in uh, Livingston Manor called Upward Brewery. Have you guys been to that one? So uh,
2: we mention Upward in the book. It's okay. not It's not one of the featured breweries. Um there's a, another brewery right down the road where I think the guys fr- who started Upward used to yes, uh, yes. work.
1: Catskill uh, Brewery. And that yep.
2: was Catskill Brewery. Yes. And so Catskill Brewery is in the book, um, uh, paired with a hike uh, near, near Livingston Manor, about five miles away, I think, um, Phil, that was one of your favorite hikes, I think, in Willamock, right?
3: Yeah, that was the uh, Willamock, Yeah, around the the beautiful uh, pond there. That was a, that was a great hike. A few a few like ponds and lakes on that one.
1: And, and I think one of the remarkable yeah. things that you guys did about this book is that in each hike, you highlight a beer that you can have after the hike that is sort of, you know, it tastes good, it's refreshing, it's not, you know, they're not, you're not banging people over the head with something that's a, you know, 12-14% stout, but you're giving them something <laughs> that they can enjoy while they're while they're exercising and getting, you know, burning off some of those calories, which I think is great. Was that was that part of the impetus as well?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, we tried to include a variety of different beer styles. Um, you know, sometimes when we went into the different breweries and we kind of said, you know, what's what's your flagship beer? Or You know, if, if we were writing a book, what would you want people to to drink if, if they could only have one beer? And, um, you know, invariably, we got a lot of IPAs on that list. And sure. IPAs are great, but we didn't want 33 IPAs in a book. So, right. you know, we did try to make it a, um, a a pretty decent variety of, you know, some lower alcohol beers, four to five percent, and mm-hmm. some higher alcohol beers. I don't think we have anything higher than like nine or ten, but um, you know, in hi- highlighting a few different styles, we have a few Saison's and Stouts and uh, Porters and, and, you know, certainly no, no shortage of
1: IPAs. Nice. Now, last question from me, guys. You've done a book about New York trails. Is there a chance, you've said that this is a series of books from the author. Any chance of doing um, maybe a, a series in New Jersey? There are plenty of hikeable trails in New Jersey, some of them that are close by uh, to breweries. Any uh, chance of doing something like that?
3: Yeah, what do you think, I think so? it's a definite possibility. Yeah, there are some great breweries in New Jersey as well and some great hiking, so... And we live pretty close, so I think that, uh, that could definitely be on the cards. All right. Sounds yeah, good.
2: We live close enough. That would be great. Yeah. There's great hiking yeah. there, for
1: sure. Yeah there's, deb- I I mean, the, yeah, there's absolutely some good stuff that you can uh, stop nearby. My guests have been Jay Friedman, Phil Vondra. They're co-authors of a new book. Details many different hikes throughout New York State. At the end of the trails, there's breweries nearby. You can drink a beer or three. You can purchase the book called Beer Hiking in New York State via Amazon or wherever you get your books. Guys, uh, thanks so much for giving me a few minutes tonight. I am looking forward to diving into this book and checking out some trails uh, that next time I'm up in New York State that I can actually, uh, you know, get some exercise in while I'm uh, while I'm drinking a couple of beers. Thanks so much again for giving me some time. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Cheers. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy The Answer. a live UFO there. Lights out. This was from their uh, 1977 tour and you could tell the audio. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of shocked. Uh, I believe they performed this in London. Uh, but I'm, I'm sort of shocked that they uh, released this without really, or at least doing more uh, to clean up uh, the audio a little bit. I mean, it's got that raw feel, which is kind of cool. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. But I would have expected them to clean it up just a little bit more there. I, I don't know. Hey, um, have you followed me at all? If, you, if you'd like to, you can. Twitter, X, whatever they're calling it, uh, at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo. You can follow me on threads as well. Uh, at Gatulo, facebook.com, slash ag beercast. I have to say threads, not too impressed with. I don't use it that much, and maybe it's, uh, maybe I should try and use that a little bit more. Uh, email at we or on iTunes, Google Podcasts, uh, we're on Alexa, uh, odyssey.com, we're all over the place, iHeartRadio as well, uh, just, or you can head over to the Hopped Up Network, and you can uh, download and listen to this podcast, or a podcast. You know, many others that are on there as well that are beer-related. Uh, whenever you feel like it, that's the cool thing. And it's usually up on Monday mornings, a couple minutes uh, after the live show ends. Let us dive in to Suds and Duds, some beers I've had over the last, oh, I don't know, four or five weeks. Golden Muse by Wet Ticket. This is a brand new one from Wet Ticket um, for a band that um, they have play there uh, from time to time, uh, the uh, Rusty Monks. And... um they do a whole mix of like Grateful Dead and other types of uh, music. This is really delicious. It finished dry, slight apple flavor, not sweet, um, but a really nice IPA. Might be um, one of my more favorite um, IPAs from Wet Ticket, although I want them to come back out with the American vibe. That was a good beer at 5%. It was easy you know, easy drinking beer, uh, really nice. But the Golden Muse, definitely something you should drink or pick up in cans uh, at Wet at Ticket. Actually, no. This was... No, the Golden Muse, the, no, this was not from uh, the the uh, Rusty Monks. That's the other beer. Jeez, I, I really need to get it together. Golden Muse is the, um, it's a Belgian that they made, and it's, it's that's really good. Sorry. I, I, you know, I need to read these things over before I start. I, I apologize. Monk Haze is the new IPA. It's a nice hazy. It's got some really good flavors in it. I totally screwed that up. I apologize. That's. Ah, oh, it's not me. It's not me. You know, it's what happens when you record these things early in the morning, folks. And no, alcohol was not involved. Um, moving along, Cezanne d'Autom- uh, uh by Ghost Talk. This is a really great spicy fruit-forward beer. Um, had it in the can. Uh, fantastic. Or actually, I think, no, they, they put it on tap. I remember I had it in the can at first, uh, and then um, they put it on tap at Paragon Tapping Table, uh, which was great. So, uh That's definitely something you want to pick up uh, from Ghost Talk, and I have to get back over there. It's been a couple of years since I've been to Ghost Talk, and uh, definitely need to make a trip because, you know, you can stop there, grab a couple of hot dogs from Rut's Hut. Definitely worth it. Stone's 27th anniversary beer. Uh, It's called the Lemon Shark Double IPA. Uh, A nice double with a great bite to it, really refreshing, um, especially for a double. I I was really surprised at how easy that beer went down. Delicious beer. Uh, Really enjoyed it. Uh, a whole heck of a lot. Um, Maine to Maine by Lost Tavern. This was a German Pilsner that I picked up from them. Solid. Great flavor. Uh, really, really tasty. Uh, enjoyed that a whole heck of a lot as well. Um, that's another brewery that, you know, I mean, it's a far ride for me, but it's one of those, go out, it's not, it, it's a far ride for me, but you can actually do it in about an hour and um, might be worth it to, uh, you know, pick up a couple Relax, have maybe have something in, uh, you know, from the food truck or whatever, and then uh, head back. Pineapple chunk by Carton. Now I picked this up um, when I was at Lost Tavern for the uh, Hops for Hope. Um, I met my cousin down at Carton. She was at Carton. I did the drive; it was an hour and fifteen, but it, it was worth it. We had a couple of beers, great conversation. It was always nice to see my cousin Pam, um, and picked this up before I left. A hazy double IPA, big tropical pineapple hit, which I love. I mean, I am a big pineapple guy, so and really smooth for a double as well. I was very impressed at how um, smooth this went down. I expected a little bit more uh, acidity to it because of the pineapple, but I uh, did not get that here. Now, here's something that, uh, you know, I- I've talked about this from time to time when it comes to stouts and porters. Um, this, uh, this one was Barista by Burlington Beer Company. Porters are very tricky because they 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 run the you know they're on the line of a stout right, but they're not supposed to be thick and chocolatey and desserty and and all kinds of other things or boozy you know whatever I mean they can be but they don't they tend to not be right. This was really good. Big coffee hit, a lot of roasty flavor, just the slightest hint of chocolate, just enough, not sweet, just enough to make you know that it's there but more on the coffee end of things, um, but really, really good. Like, I picked this up at the uh, local liquor store at Witty's uh, in Rawway. What a delicious beer. I-, I would buy this again. If I see it in there again, I would definitely pick it up. This is a perfect beer on a fall night. You got a fire going. You don't want to get too overwhelmed, but you want something that's nice and easy. L- like having a cold brew. Put it that way, right? But it warms you up a little bit. This is the type of beer that I want where i 'd be able to have one, maybe go back for another if I really want to, and enjoy a nice fire. This is the perfect beer uh, barista by Burlington beer company that 's what I want to see when people are making porters. i don 't want it to be over the top, bang your head with, with booze. I want it to you know the booze to be there, but not to be over the top where after I have one you know, 16 ounce can, you know i 'm not going to be able to drink much more of it because i 'm going to be overwhelmed, even if i 'm home. I don't want that. Uh uh Abyss series, the Tetrascape. Hazy and Juicy. This was damn good. Um I had this with my buddy Feeney. Uh we were uh we had come back from a bachelor party. No, we just went to dinner. We didn't engage in any of the other shenanigans that may or may not have gone on. I have no idea it wasn't there. Uh but we went back to Paragon. It was early, it was like nine thirty and um we decided to have a couple of beers before heading home, and this was the first one off the list, and it was fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Um, and then I, I had a retractable skeg from Kane. Solid double, ton of juicy flavor in this. Uh, I know Kane redid its tap room. That's another one I have to. I think you know what I'm going to do. Thanksgiving weekend, I have a wedding, um, and there's some personal stuff going on. But if I if I have the opportunity, I think I'm going to try and get down to Kane. Uh, for thanksgiving weekend, because that is definitely uh something that i I want to um, i want to check out I want to check out their new tap room uh, next month, maybe I get down there before that, but more than likely it's going to be Thanksgiving weekend, probably that Friday because I am off from work, so we will see actually, I have an extended period of time that I'm off uh Thanksgiving, which is nice uh, And then finally oak flour brewings spindle, a solid piney i p a delicious beer oak flour is just killing it. they put out uh some tremendous tremendous beers um so that's suds and duds uh we got a couple minutes left here and just want to say um a couple of words before i get out of here uh first off my thanks to everybody involved in the show uh, my guest jay friedman co-author of the book beer hiking in new york state uh and of course last but not least the great buddy watson uh, i'll be back on joe's show uh, the joe piscopo show tomorrow morning at 6 a.m um but for the last uh, minute or so um today's the three-year anniversary Of um, my mom's passing. And um, she was diagnosed with brain cancer in um, July of 2020. Um, Really couldn't do anything. Um, They had to do a biopsy. They weren't going to be able to do it. She wouldn't have been able to get off the table. And so we had to bring her home and put her in hospice. And three months later, she was gone. And um, it's three years. And mom, I got to tell you, I miss you every single day. I miss hearing that voice. I miss being able to pick up the phone and calling you, and um, it's been, it has not been easy. I knew I was going to miss you. I knew it was going to be rough. I didn't think it was going to be as rough as it is, and you just try to put one foot in front of the other, and you just try and make do, and I know there are many people out there. They've lost their parents. They still have their parents around. If you've lost your parents, I'm sorry. If you haven't lost your parents yet, give them a call. Tell them you love them. It's the same thing with your kids. Life is precious. It's short. We're only on this mortal coil for a very short period of time. We may think we want to live, we're going to live forever, but the reality is that's not the case. You know, um, at the end of the day, have the bacon cheeseburger, drink the whiskey, have that beer, take a trip, live your life because. You're missing a lot if you don't get out there. And Mom, I just want you to know, I am trying to live my life as best as I can, but I don't ever forget you, and I think about you every single day. There's not a moment that goes by that I don't think about you or your voice is in the back of my head telling me something. So, I love you, and I miss you. Folks, I hope everybody has a great week. Thanks for listening to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody.